Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Wednesday, football fans, and welcome in to another edition of of the chase podcast i'm isaac signs and i thank you for joining me in today's episode nfl agent justin van volpen joins the show to discuss the upcoming draft process and what's ahead for prospects he also provides some insight on free agency and what his role is as an agent we'll break all that down and more coming up in the latest episode of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. The Fall is another production of the Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The Chase is on and the Chase is live. Now, Let's save it to Good afternoon, everybody. It is Isaac Signs here on the Pro Football Chase Podcast. And on the line for an interview is NFL agent Justin Van Volpen. Van Volpen has been on the show before, and now he's going to join me to discuss some of the draft events that are coming up. So first things first, Justin, thank you for taking the time to join me again. And how are you doing today? No problem. I appreciate you having me on, and everything's good. You know, it's so we're we're getting into the you know the NFL draft season. Obviously, the the regular season's over. Playoffs are going on, and college football's done with the you know with the national championship game. So now it's all about hey, uh, April's you know upcoming NFL draft. Right on. Now, as I mentioned, although it's your second time on the Pro Football Chase podcast, there are many listeners that are tuning in for the first time. So, with that being said. Can you go ahead and tell us how long you've been an NFL agent and who are some of your clients that you represent? 
Well, I've been in the football business or, you know, certified by the NFLPA since 2004. Um, some of, you know, my clients include Jeff Heath, who's the starting safety of the Dallas Cowboys. Also, uh, Garrett Griffin, who's a tight end with the New Orleans Saints, two guys that have been involved in the playoffs. Um, Tavier Thomas, a cornerback with the uh, Cleveland uh, Browns, just to name a few of uh, the guys that, that I represent. With the 2018-2019 NFL season coming to an end as we're on championship weekend on Sunday, the draft process is set to begin as many college prospects pursue a professional career. Can you talk about the process of how you connect with these players that are seeking an NFL agent and what that protocol is like? Well, you know, obviously, you know, you're recruiting those guys throughout the year, Um you know, talking with them, seeing kind of where what their plans are when the season's over. Uh, obviously, you can't sign, you know, those guys um, until the season has concluded uh, their bowl game, you know, et cetera. They're, if they're Division One or playoffs, if they're one uh, AA or Division Two, you know, so you're really, you know, just kind of, you know, in, you know, communicating with them, their families. Uh, maybe they have to talk, you talk with one of their uh, high school coaches or their college coaches, you know, just to see, okay, hey, who you represent in the past, kind of what your plan is, what your thought process is, where, where they're being, you know, projected, what scouts are saying about them, you know, trying to give them as much you know, information as possible. Um, you know, and then the seniors, obviously, they're going to, you know, one of the all-star games. And, you know, I kind of have a unique standpoint is I was the director of player personnel for the Texas First Nation game from uh, 2007 to 2013, where we had 150 guys drafted, 500 guys signed NFL contracts, guys like Pierre Garçon, Sam Shield, Jared Valdez. So so the the all-star process as we're getting into that right now. And, you know, when we're running, you're looking for the guys who, hey, the scouts are, are, are looking for. They want to see, you know, more evaluation on, hey, if it's a small school guy, how do they compare uh, with, you know, a power five, you know, conference guy there. So with, you know, this weekend with the East West Shrine game going on, the NFLPA game on uh, next week, the, the senior bowl. Really, that's kind of the crux of, hey, not only when you're talking with these seniors, you're, you're trying to sell them, hey, I, you know, I have these relationships with the directors of these different all-star games to, again, try to get them invited into one of these. And these are very important events. Like I said, if you're a, a small school guy or a non-Power 5 guy to be able to go in and kind of help your stock there. Now, asking a follow-up on that. You just talked about that East-West Shrine game coming up on Saturday. Actually, this coming Saturday, the game is played at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. Now, you mentioned some of those college prospects, especially this being a big opportunity for those individuals who are coming from smaller D1, D2 schools. Now, the coaches for both these East-West Shrine teams is Sam Mills, who's the defensive line coach for the Panthers, is coaching the East. And Adam Zimmer, the linebackers coach for Minnesota, is coaching the West. How can these NFL coaches, being on hand, help these prospects improve their draft stock and make a name for themselves? Well, really, it's really kind of those one-on-ones and those practices early in the week. It's not saying what the game uh, so much. It's really those practices and really kind of come down to those one-on-ones. Like I said, when you're Let's say you're a, a guy from an SEC school and you're going against a, a Division One AA or maybe a, a non-Power Five. At least then you can see, okay, hey, is this this you know guy who's not a Power Five guy? How does he compete? 
you know, against a, a so-called, you know, power five school guys, so then you're able to match guys up, you know, and you really compare apples to apples. And during the season on an evaluation standpoint, you're not able to compare that because, Hey, a guy who's not a power five, he's probably not going against the best level of competition there. So, and really those guys have a, a great opportunity to really raise their stock a couple of years ago. The, the evaluation process, when we talk about Eric Fisher, Eric Fisher came into the senior bowl a couple of years ago, obviously was a central Michigan uh, player, non-power five and went to the senior bowl was a, you know, late first, early second round pick. And when he was able to play in those, in that senior bowl, that week of practice leading up to that game really rose himself up to the number one overall pick there in that year's draft. So, those all-star games, like we said, the East-West Shrine game, the NFLPA game is going on this Saturday next week with the Senior Bowl. Those are huge uh, importance in the evaluation process. Right on. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the Senior Bowl because I know you've mentioned all of these events are very important in the eyes of talent evaluators, but the Reese's Senior Bowl that happens in Mobile, Alabama every year, this game is scheduled for Saturday, January 26th. Now, all the top seniors in college football are extended invitations, so you're seeing all kinds of scouts out there on hand. You're looking at last year's game, Baker Mayfield played in the game, as well as Josh Allen, and then you go back to 2016, Dak Prescott, and some of those notable players. So, what kind of involvement do you have out there at the Senior Bowl, and what does your day-to-day operations look like as far as interacting with the other NFL executives? Well, I think, you know, when you're at those all-star games as, you know, somebody that's representing players, whether it's players in that game or other games, you're really just kind of trying to, you know, uh, pick those scouts brains, you know, pushing your prospect, kind of kind of tell them, okay, hey, this is what this guy's done or, hey, answering any questions that they might have to, again, you really want those, those, those scouts and those talent evaluators to really be able to get a true evaluation of the prospect, of the player, of your client. So, again, they're going to go and evaluate full game game films, you know, and really you're trying to sell, okay, hey, what are those three best game films, you know, uh, during the season of what that guy's done? Because 80% of your grades based on film. But really, if they're at, you know, one of these all-star games like the Senior Bowl, really, okay, how are they playing, going against one-on-one against those top-level guys? So, okay, hey, my guy's making plays, or, or this is why, you know, you should be, you know, looking at, at my player there, so... With the Senior Bowl, just like other games now, I really put a heavy emphasis on the quarterback position. And for this year's class, taking a look at the quarterbacks that have been invited, you're looking at Ryan Finley, Will Greer, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Jarrett Stidham, Tyree Jackson. These are guys that are in position to improve their draft stock, especially considering that there are NFL staffs who will be coaching the Senior Bowl as well. You look at the 49ers and the Raiders, who are the two staffs. But looking at Oakland, right, they have Derek Carr. They're coaching the North squad. They've been very outspoken about their support for Derek Carr. But you just never know with John Gruden. And some of these quarterbacks that they're coaching out there at the Senior Bowl, you got Drew Locke, who could be a first-rounder. You also got some diamonds in the rough, maybe McSorley, as I just mentioned. So with these quarterbacks... Coming to Mobile, what do you think their mindset is trying to impress those coaching staffs and scouts that will be in attendance? 
Well, yeah. I mean, again, we've seen quarterbacks, you know, raise their draft stock, whether it's a Carson Wentz a couple of years ago, going back a number of years ago, Philip Rivers was a guy, again, it was considered a, you know, mid, you know, first round draft pick and, and rose himself all the way up to number four pick when the, the Giants and the, the Chargers made that trade there. So those quarterbacks, they really got to show that, hey, not only am I a good teammate, good leader, um, am I a guy who you know, can, can pick up the offense well, and how do I interact with, you know, all the, the players that, that are there as well as the scouts and, and coaching staff. Because again, when we're talking about quarterbacks, it's not just the evaluation of how they throw the football, but it's all the other intangibles, the leaderships, the, hey, can they be the kind of that coach on the field? How are they making checks? How are they, again, uh, disseminating that offense and being able to pick it up quickly? And again, once you get to an all-star game, you basically come in that, that Sunday and you're basically on that field practicing that next day. And so you're trying to gather up all that information as fast as you can, disseminate it, and be able to put it on the field and be able to, again, then help the receivers, the backs, the offensive line to, again, you know, put those plays in and be able to try to play a game that Saturday. So, again, it's trying to try to figure out, okay, hey, can this quarterback do not only make all the throws, but what type of teammate is, what type of uh, football IQ does he have when it's all said and done. Let's talk a little bit about the 2019 NFL Scouting Combine, which is scheduled to take place between February 26th through March 4th in Indianapolis, with this being the biggest event of the draft process, it seems like, can you provide some insight on what goes on for the players and the agents during that week? Well, really, I mean, in regards to the players there, it's it's just an evaluation standpoint. It's really got a medical standpoint there. And that's why it's held in Indianapolis. Indianapolis has the most amount of MRI machines, you know, in a concentrated area. So that's why the NFL likes to go to Indianapolis. It's not the nice weather there in, in you know, Indianapolis, Indiana in, in March. <laughs> you know, there we if you've been there, you know, it's cold and snowy um, there when the end of February, beginning of March there. But in regards to it, it's really a medical thing. And that's why the NFL Combine was started, was just on a medical standpoint to be able to, again, not only talk about the injuries they might have had in college, but high school, um, anything that might have kind of come up on a red flag standpoint there, can they can look at it, have their doctors look at it. Each team has their own doctors that's there to evaluate that prospect. Hey, is there's a red flag on a standpoint of a, you know, an MRI that kind of comes up there. Hey, we can look at it, whether it's shoulder, an ankle, you know, et cetera there. And then it is about the interview process there. Um, you know, again, at night, uh, teams are interviewing, you know, all the, the prospects that are there. They have 15 minutes to basically interview each guy. So it's kind of like speed dating um, for those prospects when they when they go in the room and they got to get on the the, the, uh, the whiteboard and draw up a play or talk about something that maybe happened in their past in terms of, uh, of a negative off the field uh, there. So, again, the, the the NFL combine is more about the medical and the interview than it is about what we see on the field, the, the underwear Olympics, the 40 yard dash. Now that's great. And again, everybody, you've got to check off the box and say, okay, how, how big, you know, um, what's the guy's size? What's the guy's speed? What's the guy's agility there? But you know, at the end of the day, it's a medical and interviewing, you know, process there. And the things that you don't, you don't see on NFL network are the more important things that go on the NFL combine for the players. Now, the agent aspect of there, each year, 
there's an annual agent meeting that has to happen. Uh, it's a requirement for the NFL agents to go there to get, you know, kind of the updates from the NFL Players Association, what's going on there. Um, it's also a good thing that, hey, all the NFL is there, all the executives, the coaches, uh, the scouts. So it's, it's really kind of a football conference. So you go down there again, whether you have a, a free agent that you're about to have that's coming up when the league year starts, a, a rookie, a guy who's a veteran guy, you know, you're, you're talking with the teams and saying, okay, you know, hey, this is what's going on with uh, my client. Um, again, whatever stages that he might be into. And again, it's, it's kind of that start of that free agency where you're talking about, okay, what deals can you put together in regards to, okay, when the new league year starts, when free agency opens, so you're getting an idea of what, what, you know, teams might be interested in and what, of your clients um, that are going to be free agents as well as rookies when you're talking about, okay, Hey, you know, working with deals, um, you know, and teams in regards to again, finding out what the interest level is of everyone there. Talking about that speed dating, right? That interview process that goes on in Indianapolis between these teams and these players. Is it your job as an NFL agent to prep your clients as to what to expect in these interviews or do they just completely have no clue going into these meetings and are are really caught off guard and have to answer on a dime or how does that work? Well, I mean, again, obviously you're going to talk, you know, if there's something that maybe has happened negative in the past, you know, off the field, you want to, you know, prep and say, okay, hey, the team's going to ask about this. So you, you want to, again, be open and honest with, you know, with the club, because again, the team knows the answer before they even ask the question, especially if there's something that's, that's happened in the player's past in regards to a negative standpoint there. But again, a lot of that stuff comes to, it's pretty, you know, it's kind of basic standard. Again, some clubs might want to, you know, take off the beaten path. So again, you try to prepare, try to at least educate and try to kind of, you know, get the get the player prepared for that but you never know really what a club's going to ask at the end of the day when it comes to maybe something you know off the wall that they just want to see if they can kind of rattle you know the guy with uh, some different statements or different comments there in that in that interview process i'm glad you briefed on the negotiations aspect of it with you and the agents you know kind of getting a feeling for what's going on as free agency approaches With that being said, I mean, NFL teams always seem to be meeting with impending free agents reps during the scouting combine. Now we've seen in recent years where trades are agreed between two teams and there's negotiations. Can you explain why a lot of business is done in in Indianapolis? Is it more about everybody just convening in one area so it makes the negotiations a lot easier or is it just something that has always been a part of the NFL during that week and tabbed as the negotiation period so to speak? I think both. I mean, I think one, obviously everyone's there, you know, and a lot of business gets done, you know, uh, at the restaurants, at the bars, you know, kind of late at night uh, when you're just talking about deals and kind of just pontificating, okay, what could happen? What does, you know, what does my client, what's he looking for, et cetera there, or, hey, if we're going to work on a trade, hey, would this guy be willing to maybe renegotiate his deal if he went from city A to city B? Um, so again, again, it's, it's, it's just, the new league year is about to happen. Free agency is about to open. It's just a, a good time. Uh, again, all the agents are there. All the NFLs there. It's just kind of you know, okay, where where everybody sets, you know, with okay, with their draft board. Okay, you know, the the season's over. All the slots of where where teams getting, you know, going to be drafting and everything's set up. 
and it's ready basically kind of turn that page to the to the next you know year so it's just a good convenient way and it also like i said we're, we're a couple ways you know weeks away from you know that new league year opening by the time we're down there in indy i have to ask you there's there always seems to be smoke screens that develop during the course of the combine regarding where some of the top prospects will land in the draft how much validity do those rumors have and are some of them started by fellow agents to help position their clients for the best possible outcome? Well, yeah, I mean, again, if you're, you're trying to use everything that, you know, is available in your arsenal and one is the media, you know, and for as you know, again, you're not trying to lie, you know, to the media, but you also, you know, want to give as much information and then sometimes you want to hold back some information, you know, there. So again, and again, whether it's, you know, the big you know insiders from, you know, ESPN, NFL Network, you know, CBS, uh, Fox Sports that are there, or, you know, the beat writers that have covered the, that player, you know, on a, a daily basis, again, you're interacting with the media because, again, that's part of your job and part of, okay, again, how you're helping your client, you know, navigate this whole process, and especially if he's a free agent or if he's a, a draftable guy, again, trying to get the, the best possible deal or getting the guy drafted as, as high as possible. So, again, you want to use all avenues that you have there, and, and the, the media plays a big role in that. Now on to free agency. So looking at the calendar, March 5th at 4 p.m. New York time serves as the deadline for teams to designate the franchise or transition tag on impending free agents. Can you speak on the significance of this deadline and how it really impacts the upcoming market for the other players? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, we only see a handful of, of you know, t- players get franchised each year or transition. We haven't seen the transition tag used um, in a number of years in regards to really, um, you know, to the true sense that it was created in the, the original CBA uh, there. And, and again, when we talk about, OK, is it a non-exclusive or an exclusive franchise tag there, you know, like a Kirk Cousins or a Le'Veon Bell, you know, was done there. Again, it, it does, you know. Uh, does limit their ability to move in the market, but then at least you know, okay, the teams know, okay, hey, these guys are franchised. These five to ten players each year are franchised. Now, now the the free agent shopping market goes, okay, hey, this team didn't franchise this player. We can go attack this player. This guy's a guy we need. He's a difference maker um, there in the market, and he's going to be able to to help us. And again, we can start talking at least you know, not off the record, you know, with his representation and say, okay, hey, what's he looking for? A four-year deal, a five-year deal? We'll be talking about in guarantees, you know, how are we structuring, you know, uh, this deal in regards to upfront money versus money in the back end versus incentives, you know, versus, hey, is this money put into being on the 53 or being on part of the 46, you know, so then there's going to be some, some, you know, kind of early negotiation parts there. And again, you kind of know who's going to get franchised, um, you know, when you're down there in Indy. Okay, hey, there's you know, going to be rumblings there against what, what teams are looking to keep those players and what teams are going to allow those players to hit the open market. Later in the month of March, from the 11th to 13th, clubs are permitted to contact and enter contract negotiations with certified agents of players like yourself who will become unrestricted free agents upon uh, their deals becoming expired at 4 p.m. New York time on the 13th. 
Can you give us some insight on what goes on during that busy three-day period of negotiations? And are a lot of the big-name free agents being courted during that time, or are also the smaller-name free agents thrown in the mix? Or how does that market develop for them? Yeah, I mean, when we're, when we're talking about, like we talked about, I mean, a lot of this starts, you know, just kind of, again, off the record and non, okay, binding stuff at the combine where it's kind of just cursory discussions about this. So once you hit that, you know, you know, okay, once that window opens, you know, the three or four teams that, hey, you're really going to go target there. And then in regards to that secondary market, those maybe, you know, tier two free agents, okay, how how are those going to play in? Again, if the, if Club A doesn't get, you know, one of those premier, you know, free agents out to that position, so maybe if you're a secondary, you know, uh, player or secondary uh, free agent, you're looking and you play that same position as maybe that premier free agent, you know, prospect there or, or player there. You're saying, OK, hey, now there's a market for with me, with the Jets or the, the Bengals, et cetera, there. Um, so you're just trying to, again, trying to navigate this, trying to see, OK, again, trying to create as much interest as possible and also follow, you know, what's going to happen in that that market with that team. Maybe that's your club that you're interested in again, because we're talking about a hard salary cap there and as well as that, that position. So if you have a receiver, you know, he goes to club a and the club a was on your, your, your kind of wish list and you're a tier two receiver. Well, now you've got to go down to B, C and D because, you know, club a is already, you know, taking it, taking a spot there. So again, again, it's just about, again, tracking, understanding the market, developing a market, you know, and, and trying to, again, you know, raise the, top value that you can for your client on a dollar standpoint there. It seems like a lot of these mega deals going even back to last year in free agency, a lot of them are leaked out by the insiders before the official new league year begins. And I can kind of put it together where you're saying these negotiations happen at the combine. They're off record. Negotiations are pretty much already set in stone between the agent and the team. But can you give us an idea of what is exactly tampering and what is not? Because I just seem like these deals that are already leaked before the new league year, is that not a violation from the team or the agent? Or are there boundaries that permit those deals well, from happening? I mean, you're, you're, you're not technically you know, entering into an agreement. You're not technically you know, um, negotiating when you're at the combine. But again, like we said, we're putting in parameters. We're kind of feeling out the market. So then, hey, when that first, when it kind of comes there, the team and the, the, the agent, they kind of know what the market is. I mean, it, there might be a difference of, okay, hey, some, okay, structure, but we know kind of what the overall, you know, if it's a five-year, you know, $25 million deal, we just got to figure out, okay, are we guaranteeing 12? Are we guaranteeing 14? You know, where, you know, where are the guarantees? So again, it's, it's not that the standpoint that there's any things that rules that are being broken, but the standpoint is, okay, everything's kind of, like I said, it's the, the structure's all there. It's just kind of put it, you know, dotting I's and crossing the T's at the end of the day. Gotcha. Well, Justin, I appreciate you taking the time to join me to, to preview some of these draft events, some free agency questions. I know there's a lot of excitement, buzz generating coming up within the next month or so. So uh, again, thanks for your insight. Thanks for giving us some additional knowledge about the whole situation. I look forward to staying in contact with you, maybe getting you back on the podcast as free agency rolls around. But again, thanks for taking the time to join me and I look forward to to conversing with you in the future. 
Yeah, definitely. I appreciate the the time, the opportunity to speak with you and your audience, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. And always uh, always open to answer any questions that uh, you know for us that come up there uh, anytime. Just let me know. All right. Well, again, have a great rest of the day, and God bless. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.